You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. It's a beautiful last Sunday for November in the Sonic Society. I'm Jack Ward with my co-host, of course, David Ald. Good morning, David. What's our feature this week? Good morning, Jack and everyone. Well, this week, after 18 years, you'd think it's all been done radio hour, but we've never enjoyed their work on the Society until today. It's all is a live comedy show in the style of old radio serials performed once a month, and this week we present their first shows, Universe Journey, The Conundrum with Commons, and the top-notch tanger, Signs of the Sexist. And all the tongue twisters belong to David Alt, folks. <laughs> Thank you. Along yes, the... I appreciate the script. <laughs> Thank you. And both of our features begin right here. On the Sonic Society. Welcome to It's All Been Done Radio Hour, a live show performed monthly in Columbus, Ohio, and then podcast out to you. Please visit www.itsallbeendoneradiohour.com for tickets, auditions, and other details. Our show is brought to you by Audible, an Amazon company with over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. This week, I'd like to recommend Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. These two authors are quite well known today, but this book was written together by them uh, before they blew up. It's kind of a hilarious, weird take on the end of the world um, with biblical prophecy and such coming to pass. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so remember, if you go to audibletrial.com slash Hour, you'll get a free 30-day trial. You'll get a free audiobook of your choosing. Uh, audibletrial.com slash Hour. Please also rate and review us on iTunes. That is the number one thing you can do to help us grow and spread the word. This is Universe Journey. It's 2424. Humanity has left our planet for the first time, seeking out new races and places. The intrepid crew of the starship ASS Thrifty boldly go where a few people have gone before. First, there's Captain Kakei, the bold commander of the crew. I am in charge. Next to him is the new first officer, Commander Harry Dirt. Okay, uh, just out of curiosity, is this how every show begins? Yes, it is. Next, we have Science Officer Murmur. Did I pronounce that right? Very close. It's uh, Meow Meow, and I'm not evil. I didn't say you were. Here's Chief Engineer Foley. Ugh. Finally out of the bathroom, engineer? Yup, me pipes are finally flowing smoothly again. Gross, that's more information than we needed to know. Next up is Chief Medical Officer Dr. Oshucks. Well, Lord have mercy. Thank you kindly, sir. Security Chief Who Grappa. Me Who. And last, but certainly not least, the beautiful Lieutenant Takalati. Thank you. I'd just like to say... Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No time for that. We need to get started. 
For tonight's episode, we present the conundrum with come-ons. Space, we are in you. We travel far beyond the stars, from Pluto all the way to Mars, and beyond, for we go much, much, much further, with lots of enthusiastic fervor, our The ASS Thrifty, now fully crewed, awaits orders for their second mission. Admiral on the bridge. At ease. I'm just here to make sure you haven't lost any more crewmen. You know, I take offense to that. I've only lost one person since I've taken this command. Mm, technically, Captain, our original chief medical officer quit before coming on board, so that would make two crewmen. Quite right. Dr. Oshucks, Commander Dirt, still planning on shipping out with this bunch? Shucks, as long as I got my peach schnapps, I'm happy. That's worrying. This ship is impressive. Very impressive indeed. Since I'm new here, I was just wondering if we could go around the room and introduce ourselves. Sorry, we did that already earlier. Oh, well, I was just hoping to get the lay of the land, kind of figure out who everyone is. Do that on your own time, Exo. For now, we have a star sheet to run. Dr. Oshucks, the medical bay is down on floor 11. I thank you kindly, sir. <laughs> Captain Kake, I'm sending you to Space Station BP-4. That's on the border of command territory, isn't it, Admiral Jameson? It is indeed. There's a very important shipment of broccoli light. They're slated to feed the inhabitants of Hungai-3. But the container ship to transport won't arrive until Tuesday. In the meantime, some come-ons have decided to vacation there, so I need you to make sure they don't mess with the product. Vacation on a space station? There's, like, nothing there. There's a, a bar. And... And you're right, there's really nothing there. That's why we're suspicious and want you to investigate. Fine. Commander Dirt, take the wheel and set course for Space Station DT-4. No, it's BP-4. VC-4. B as in banana, P as in Peter, 4. Gotcha. Set course for B as in banana, P as in Peter, 4. I'll let you all get settled in and take my leave. Good luck, Captain. Well, this is a lovely control panel. So, so do these buttons activate any of the ship's operations other than drive? Well, of course. That red lever there turns on and off the life support, though I don't know why we would need that. And uh, those blue pins fire the weapons and... Uh, Captain Kake, uh, we have a schedule to keep. 
You're absolutely right, Lieutenant Commander Mihama. No, it's Meow Meow, not... Whatever, go. The ASS Thrifty arrives at Space Station BP-4, an old hunk of metal at the edge of enemy territory. Okay, Dirt, Foley, you're with me. May I accompany you as well, Captain Karke? No, I need you to run the ship, Mima. Sir, I really think... Not in front of the children, Mo. Can I speak to you in your office for a moment? Fine, I'll be right back. Chiffy Engineer Foley, you have the bridge. What is it, Manny Ma? Captain, I have suspicions about Commander Dirt. He seems to be, as you say, casing the joint. Nonsense, Mimi T. He's new here. He's just figuring out where everything is. ASS Academy training should familiarize crewmen with the controls before they ever set foot on a starship. And before one becomes XO, one must serve on other starships with identical control panels. The questions he is asking are not appropriate for a man who has risen to the rank of commander. Additionally, he seems far too interested in the individuals that make up the crew. Relax, Mucaroni. If anyone is evil around here, it's you, not Commander Dirt. As I have told you before, Captain Kake, my voice is perfectly normal for my species and does not belie any ulterior motives. Right. Okay, I've got my eye on you, Mimi. (sighs) If you will not allow me to accompany you, will you at least take who with you? Who? (sighs) Security Chief Hu Grappa, the officer that is supposed to protect you on all away missions. You mean that gorilla guy? Who is not a gorilla guy? Why must you insist on applying human animal names to describe alien species? Who is a trained ASS officer? Uh, Yeah, I'm good. It's just a space station. (sighs) Protocol. No need to start quoting the rules to me. I know them, and none compared to rule number one, Captain's prerogative. That is not a real rule. Sure it is. Only rule I've ever needed to live by. But, sir... But that's enough, Mounty Me. I'm taking dirt and fully, and that's final. Mm. You have the bridge. Did not... Don't say I didn't warn you. Well, I won't. Well, good. Yes, good. Fine. Fine. Good. Okay, I'm done with this. (laughs) Captain Kake, Commander Dirt, and Chief Engineer Engineer Foley go over to the space station bar, which is full of come-ons. Now, Dirt, if you're going to be my XO, the most important job you have is to drink with me. Bartender, two thrillion thumb blasters, please. Absolutely, Captain. What are your top three favorite liquors in order? Mine, Scotch. Really? I thought you were Irish. I am. Scotch-Irish. Meaning, I'm an Irishman who likes the Scotch. Well, if it isn't Captain Richard F. Kake. Uh, do I know you? I hope so. I know you. You're the youngest, most handsome captain in the fleet. <laughs> oh, for sure. Come on. Yes, human, I am a come on. Captain Yees, have you heard of me? Um, yeah, of course I've heard of you. The best uh, hairline in the fleet. Thank you. Yes, that's me. Okay, mental note. Captain Yees has the best hairline in the come on fleet. So, what are you doing on the space station, Captain Eves? On shore leave. Certainly there are better places to go than a vacation for a musty old hunk of junk like this. Ah, Captain Kake, there are. But this is the only bar I can go to with chocolate liqueur. And that is my favorite alcohol. Come on, really? 
absolutely. It has been banned all across Kaman territory, but this station, being ASS run, I can get it here. Are you sure you being here has nothing to do with the cargo on board? What cargo, Captain? Come on, Yeez, you know what I'm talking about. The broccoli light. I hate broccoli light. Come on, you expect me to believe that? Broccoli light may be vegetable scapegoat, but everyone likes it, at least with cheese. Captain Kake, I have never heard of this cheese you speak of. Come on, it's made from cow's milk. Cow? The earth bovine? You, you consume that which comes out of their teats? Yuck! You should really try it with your chocolate liqueur and some vodka. Delicious! <clears throat> I'll take your word for it. So you're just here for the drinks then, Captain Yeez? Yes, Captain Kake, I am only here for the drinks. Fine, but I've got my eye on you. <laughs> Captain, who need word? Uh, not now, who? I'm having a drink. Now, Captain. Well, excuse me, Captain Yeez, I have to take this. Quite all right, Captain Kake. What is it now, who? Who must a company mission. We're on an ASS-run space station. The danger is minimal. Come on's not trust. Oh, they may not be the kindest peeps in the galaxy, but they're not officially our enemies. No choice. Regulation says... Ah, uh, one second. Go for Captain Kake. Uh, Captain, you're needed back on the ASS Thrifty. Ah, uh, now me, Mafra? Come on, I haven't even ordered my second round yet. I'm sorry, Captain. I'm afraid it's quite urgent. Uh, fine, fine. Foley, Dirt, who? You three stay and keep an eye on Captain Yee's here. Come on, Kaki, I can hear you. I know. I'll be back. So you're Captain Yee's, huh? Big fan, big fan. I'm Commander Dirt. So tell me, just how many come-ons do you have on Space Station BP-4 at this moment, and how often do they rotate shifts? Uh, that's classified. No problem, I'll just go around the room and count. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> okay, and what are the steps you will take to stop me? Please be specific. Um, I'll tell you not to do it. And then? And then nothing. Great, see you later. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Not like dirt. Who follow? Go ahead, Lieutenant Who. I'll stay here with the good captain. I'm Chief Engineer Foley. Might I buy you a drink, Captain Yeez? As long as it has chocolate liqueur in it. Sure. Bartender. Two white Russians, please. Substitute chocolate liqueur for Kalua. A uh, white Russian? Russia is a big, cold country on Earth. They don't have nothing better to do than sit around and drink. Sounds unpleasant. Sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> so tell me about your captain. Is he as uh, ineffectual a leader as they say? Captain Coquet? I haven't worked with him for very long, but yeah, he pretty much gets by on looking balls. And the ship, is, is it a bucket of bolts like it is rumored? It can hold its own in a fight. And it is the pride of the fleet. But it could use a serious tune-up. Not their best model, if you ask me. Should have stuck with the version 7. Oh, ah, our drinks. Here you go. They're drinking. Thank you. What is this filth? It's a white Russian. You've ruined my chocolate liqueur. What is in this white Russian? Chocolate liqueur, Russian vodka, and milk. You made me ingest bovine liquid? 
That is the most revolting thing ever! <clears throat> you insult me, drink? Come on! Come here, you! A short time later, back on the ASS Thrifty. <sighs> okay, who started the fight? Sir? Who wasn't even there? He was following Dart around. You know what I mean, Foley. I'm not talking about Lieutenant Who. Who threw the first punch? I did, sir. But it weren't like that. He goaded me into it. Oh? I just left. What did he say to make you react so quickly? Well, sir, first he asked if you were ineffectual. Ah, good job then, Chief Foley. Way to defend your commanding officer. No, Captain, that is still against Protocol 156. Shove it, Munitz. Foley was just sticking up for me. That's called being a good and loyal officer. Actually, sir, I cannot lie. That's not when I punched him. Uh, really? I mean, well, then what did he say after that? He insulted the ship, called her a bucket of bones. Uh, well, I don't approve of your actions fully, but I guess I can see how an engineer has to defend the equipment he devotes his life to. Aye, sir. But that wasn't... That wasn't when I punched him, either. Oh, God's sakes, what did he say that started the fight? He didn't like the White Russian I bought him. Okay, you bought him a White Russian after he established he found the idea of consuming cow products repulsive? I just thought he had to try it first, sir. Ah, damn it, Foley, I can't believe you... Captain Kake. Yeah? I'm receiving a distress call from the space station. Has the broccoli light flater uh, loaded up and left yet? It has, sir, but the station commander reports finding the pilot stripped of his uniform and left in a custodial closet. The shipment has been stolen. The commands. I knew they were up to no good. Sir, the commands are radioing us to see if we want them to help us chase the ship down. What? Well, if it wasn't the commands, then who? Might I point out, Commander Dirt has not reported back to the ship, sir. This, combined with the fact that I had to call you back here because he turned off the ship's life support at his station... All right now, Mariah, you don't know what he did that on purpose. And next time, just turn it back on without calling me. You're a big boy lizard thingy creature. I am not a lizard creature. Lieutenant Tokolati, call Commander Dirt. Aye, sir. He's not picking up, sir. Uh, Lieutenant Who, what happened to you? You look like poo, I rhymed. (laughs) Who head hurt? What happened? Who follow Dirt, dirt, circle round. Attack who from behind? Coward. Lieutenant Who, I must say, I am surprised you let Commander Dirt, or whoever he is, get the better of you. Foley, take the wheel. Raise shields and arm weapons. Tokolati, tell Captain Yees we appreciate the offer, but we have this. Aye, sir. All right, go. Ah, there it is, sir, on the big screen. Good, it didn't get very far. Tokolati, hail the cargo vessel. Putting video call on screen, sir. Captain Kake, a pleasure to see you. Okay, completely unrelated, just out of curiosity, what frequency are your shields on again? (laughs) What are you doing, dirt? Admiral Jameson asked me to escort this ship to its destination just to make sure the commands didn't get it. Right, they found the pilot, Dirt. We know you stole it. Turn around right now and surrender or your name is Mud. 
<laughs> well, crap, I thought I'd have more time to escape. Sure, sure, Captain. Uh, lower your shields and I'll dock. Captain Kake, I'm reading an energy buildup on the freighter. It's getting ready to fire on us. Fully shoot the bastard. Target weapons only. We don't want to hurt the cargo. <laughs> Foley, I said to just disarm him, not blow him up. What I did, sir. He must have rigged the weapons into the engines. A ship like that wouldn't typically have very powerful guns, but if he rerouted power to the engines, well, it wouldn't have backed a punch. But it's a dangerous mistake to make. Captain's Diary, September 11th, 2424. Well, Mima Mama was right and our new XO was a traitor. All the Brooklynite was destroyed and now the people of Hungai 3 have only meat and potatoes for dinner, no greens. This is probably the worst thing to ever happen on this date in all of history. September 11th will live forever in infamy now, at least for the residents of Hungai 3. Such a shame. Smuggler's Journey, September 11th, 2424. Super disappointed that I only got away with a quarter of the broccoli light. The escape ship just didn't hold that much, and that idiot cockay screwed up my plans. Months of infiltrating the ASS wasted on such a small payout. Oh well, at least they didn't catch me, and it's such a big universe, I'll probably never see them again. So, this is the tale of our noble crew. They're here for a long, long time, with phones and lights and hovercars, really all the luxuries. Unlike Robinson Crusoe, it's not primitive at all. Join us here next month, my friends, when the crew is trapped on their own bridge on another universe journey. It's all been done radio hour number 13. Universe Journey number three, The Conundrum with Come-Ons. Starring Nick Argenbright as Captain Kake, Dallas Ray as Commander Dirt, Seamus Talty as Chief Engineer Foley, Shane Stefanchik as Lieutenant Commander Meow Meow, Katie Boisenault as Lieutenant Takalati, Chase McCants as Lieutenant Hugrapa, Amanda Iman as Dr. Oshucks, and Keith Jackson as Admiral Jameson. It also guest-starred Dan Kondo as Captain Yees and was narrated by Chris Allen. Music by Nathan Haley and Jerome Wetzel. For details about our show, please visit itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. This is Mike 1, this is Mike 1, 1, 2, 3, Mike 1. This is Mike 2, this is Mike 2, 1, 2, 3, this is Mike 2. Captain this Kake. is Mike 3, this is Mike 3, 1, 2, 3, this is Mike 3. Captain Kake, blah, 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 Right, it's what you blah, 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 Welcome to It's All Been Done Radio Hour, a live show performed monthly at Mad Lab Theater in Columbus, Ohio, and then podcast out weekly. We'd like to thank Mad Lab Theater for their generosity and Pack Rat Comics in Hilliard, Ohio, where our show got its start. We're also sponsored by Audible. Uh, that's an Amazon company, Audible, that has uh, 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. If you go to audibletrial.com slash iabdradiohour, which is the name of our show, then you can sign up for a free 30-day trial, and that helps us out. The Walking Dead season finale is this weekend, so I would recommend checking out uh, some of the Walking Dead novels that go along 
as a companion to the comic books. There's the rise of the governor and the road to Woodbury and the fall of the governor uh, that detail some of those additional character things that, that weren't necessarily in the comics. And uh, definitely a little bit different story than the show itself. So sit back and enjoy. It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Our next program tonight features that fearless fighter with fantastic features, the top-notch Tangler. One night, years ago, a brilliant scientist from a, from a rich family found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time, or possibly the right place at the right time, depending on your perspective. Pelted with rays no one fully understands, Miss Kimberly Benson was transformed into the top-notch Tangler, a superhero that can save the city. Oh, now you're making me blush. Along with the police commissioner, whom she doesn't realize is her boyfriend, Carl Darling. What, what did you say? Uh, uh, and the eager young lieutenant, Adam Carson. That's me! Thanks for mentioning me! Well, you're welcome. This terrific trio keeps Tip Town safe from the terrible townsies who terrorize it. Flying through the sky. Beating senseless the bad guys. Prettier than an apple pie. Here she comes, there she goes. Bye bye. Hey everybody, I'm on the scene. No need anymore to flee or scream. For you, so have no fear. I'll knock those villains right on their rear. She's the best, she's really tough. Until schemes and ropes and knots. She's the hero of the town's beats, cleaning up our dirty streets. Top-notch Tangler deserves a cheer. Who's the bestest gal around? The top-notch Tangler, the top-notch Tangler, keeping safe our own tip town. The top-notch Tangler, the top-notch Tangler, she'll pound those bad guys in the ground. The top-notch Tangler, the top-notch Tangler, and turn every kid's frown upside down. The top-notch Tangler, the top-notch Tangler, there she goes. I'll do my best to make you proud. Now it's time to disperse the crowd. Thanks, everybody. Take care and get home safe. There she goes again. The top notch. Tonight's episode, Signs of the Sexist. We fade in on Kim, who has almost finished preparing a scrumptious meal in her upscale apartment. Now where is that Carl, darling? Dinner is almost ready. I don't know why I went through all this effort trying to make his favorite meal. We've got bacon-wrapped steak with cheddar. Very important. Bacon fries and a bacon milkshake. If he's late again, he doesn't even bother... Oh... 
Oh, a text message. Well, I guess that's better than nothing. Working late again. I swear that man may accuse me of being unavailable, but he's simply the worst at keeping his appointments. I love him dearly, but if we cannot find a way to be in the same place at the same time more often, I don't know what I'll do. <sighs> there you go, Kim, talking to yourself again. That's not very becoming. You are better than this, and you're wonderful. Oh, being called away. <sighs> Dinner will have to wait. That's the twinkling talisman telling me the top-notch tangler's time is being taken tonight. Trouble must be tingling in Tip Town. I just hope Carl doesn't arrive here and wonder where I've gone. I can never tell him about my secret identity as the city's sizzling, super sexy superhero. I don't believe his poor heart could take it. I'm off. Across town at the Tip Town Police Post. Where is the top-notch tangler, Carlson? She'll be here, Captain Darling. We just sent out the talisman a moment ago. She'd better hurry. This is urgent business. What's she doing? Lingering over dinner or something? I don't know, sir. Of course you don't. Beg pardon, but what's that supposed to mean, sir? <sighs> Never mind, Carson. I'm just cranky because I had to break dinner plans with Kimberly again. Usually she's the one rushing off and leaving me. Being a busy billionaire businesswoman can't be breezy, but lately I feel like I've been breaking plans with her and that just doesn't sit right with me. It's part of the job, sir. She must understand. I hope so, Carson. I hope so. The top-notch tangler! About time you got here, the top-notch tangler. What's that supposed to mean? Sorry, the top-notch tangler. He's just cranky. I hope this is important. I have a previous engagement that I'm missing. Of course this is important. You think we'd fire off the talisman for shits and giggles? Yes, I'm sorry. Of course not, Commissioner. What's the problem? The sinister sexist has stolen Sally Struthers' new sassy spa signs! The sinister sexist? Again? Didn't they just get in trouble a couple months ago with the flim-flam floozy? I'm afraid you're thinking of the sinister sextic, the top-notch tangler. This is the sinister sexist. Totally separate scallywags. Right, right. Sorry, Carson. So the sinister sexist stole a sign. Why doesn't Sally just buy some new ones? These were very valuable signs, uh, diamond-encrusted with the latest electronic gadgetry inside of them. So? That still doesn't sound like something you call a superhero for. The mayor has a crush on Sally. He wanted us to ask you to handle this as a personal favor. Carson, we don't need to air the mayor's dirty laundry. How is that dirty laundry? I think it's sweet. Gives me hope for when I'm old. You're never going to get to be old if you don't watch what you say and who you say it to. Boys, boys, no need to squabble. The top-notch tangler will topple that terrible titillating terrors and take back the signs for Sally's billboard. Thank you, the top-notch tangler. No worries. I'm off! Meanwhile, in the lair of the sinister sexist... There we go. Look at that pretty sign. The bazoomba's on that Sally. Oh, boss, do you really have to objectify women in that way? I'm the sinister sexist. If I don't objectify women, who will? Well, I mean, there are more modern ways to be sexist, boss. Uh, like paying me 20% more than you would pay maybe a female henchman, for instance. You have a problem with your pay, Greg? No, no, boss, not at all. I'm just saying, uh, staring at boobs is a little passe. I'm a super villain, Greg. I don't have to follow social conventions. I can do whatever I want. Part of the reason that I quit my job as a tenured college professor, a position I could have stayed in quite comfortably forever, mind you, was to escape the restrictions that the government and political correctness has placed upon us. 
Now here in my very own lair, with my stolen signage, you, a lonely henchman, presume to tell me what to do? Uh, you're right. Uh, sorry, boss. Uh, carry on. Well, I'm glad I have your permission, Greg. <laughs> As I was saying, the bazoombas on that Sally are certainly impressive. I'd like to cover my face in pancake syrup, lay her down on a mini trampoline, and just go right Hold by. it right there, sinister sexist! Hold what? Um, yourself. Well, seeing you in that skin-tight outfit, I certainly will. Ew! <laughs> Hold your hands in the air! You're under arrest for stealing Sally's spa signs. You're here to arrest me? I'm a big, burly guy. You're a thin wisp of a girl. Do you really think that you have the strength to bring me in? I have superpowers. Oh, and what are they? Can you knit faster than normal women, or actually make up your mind in a timely fashion? <laughs> I had heard that you were sexist, your moniker being the sinister sexist and all, but I can't believe you're this much of a chauvinist. Believe it, baby. This is me. <laughs> well... I guess I'll have to teach you about gender equality the hard way. Please put your hands behind your back while I handcuff you. Your shrill voice annoys me. Greg, get her. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. I don't usually hit girls, but seeing as you're a superheroes and all, I guess it's the job, you know? You can try to hit me all you want, henchman. You'll be lucky to land a lone lunge on my luscious lips. I have a name. Oh, I apologize. I didn't catch it. It's Greg. Oh, so nice to meet you, Greg. Uh, it's an honor to meet you, the top-notch tangler. I've been following your exploits for a while, and I must say, you're my favorite superhero in Tip Town. Way better than Captain Controller. Oh, that's very sweet. It's always nice to meet you. All right, fan. ladies, can we stop the chit-chat and just get, get going, Greg? Oh, okay, here we go. Pow! Ah, bam! Punch! Splat! Woof! Oof! Bam! Slap! Uh, pow! A kick it! Dodge! Chip! Deflect! Slap! Ow! Whiff! Punch! Right hook! Right hook! Ack! Punch! Bitch slap! Oh! <laughs> no fair! You played two against one! That's right, the top-notch tangler. While Greg distracted you, I got the better of you because, being a man, I'm stronger and smarter than you. Greg, tie her up. Uh, right away, boss. You got the better of me temporarily, but you won't maintain the upper hand. Your blustering ego will be your undoing. I highly doubt that. Since you're here, the top-notch tangler, I might as well fill you in on my plan. Pay attention. Maybe you'll learn something when a man shows you how it's done. <laughs> you'll notice that Sally's spa side here isn't the only billboard I've collected. I've got Granny Gonzo's bakery over there, and... Heather's highlights on that wall, I plan to steal all the signage from all the female titled businesses in the city. That's it? <laughs> what? That's, that's all you've got? Your name is the Sinister Sexist. Kind of expected you to do something a little more sinister. Okay, look, I'm tearing down the self-esteem and status of women in the city. I'm making sure that when children walk down the street, they only see male names in positions of authority, thus firmly establishing the tier of gender hierarchy. Yeah, that doesn't seem all that bad. The businesses aren't going to close or change their names. They'll just buy new signs. But not if I keep it up. I am nothing if not consistent. Uh, yeah, he's always saying that. Right, because I'm consistent. Keep up, Greg. Uh, <laughs> sorry, boss. 
Every time that a woman buys another sign, I'll steal it again, and again and again until they give up. Then they'll have no choice but to change their names, lest they go out of business because no one can find their shot. <laughs> How are those ropes coming, Greg? Nice and tight, boss. Good, good. The night is young. We have plenty of time to grab a few more placards before the sun comes up. Let's leave our friend right here so she can stare at the Sally sign and think about how much better we are than she is. Because we're men. <laughs> Not so fast, sinister sexist. Well, she's free, Greg. I thought you said the ropes were tight. Come on. Uh, they were, boss, but I was in the Bear Scouts. I mean, I know how to tie a knot. Those were some of the tightest knights known to man. And yet it took her, a girl, like ten seconds to escape. I just don't know how she did it. Do you have razor blades in your fingertips or something? I'm the top-notch tangler. I'm extremely good at tangling knots right off. It's kind of my superpower. Oh, okay, wait. Then why don't they call you the top-notch untangler? <sighs> Being a man, I figured you'd understand this. They don't have alliteration. Well, what about the uncanny untangler? Well, you know, actually, boss, her name has a real beautiful symmetry to it because she tangles with the bad guys, you know, when she fights and stuff, and she can tangle a reverse <laughs> tangle rope. I mean, if you think about it, top-notch tangler, it's pretty clever. Exactly! Thank you, Greg. No one has ever understood my moniker so easily before. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. You must encounter some real ruffians. I, I definitely see the elegance of it. Aw, you're so sweet. Now, both of you, put your hands up and come with me. You're under arrest. <laughs> Since when do women have the power to make arrests? <laughs> Since, like, for a hundred years or whenever the first female entered law enforcement. Okay, well, maybe they have the legal authority because some politician was bought off with babysitting money or, or laundry quarters, but it's not like you actually have the physical strength to force me to do anything. And there are two of us and only one of you. I'm getting awfully tired of your outdated views. And what are you going to do about it? This! Bam! Pow! Kick! Oof! Hiya! Block! Chop! Deflect! Punch! Smack! Uh, pow! Blam! Boof! Pow! I can't believe it, you defeated me. <laughs> believe it, baby. I, a woman, have bested you in physical combat. No, I honestly don't believe it. Can we get a recount? Or I think maybe the sun was in my eyes. That, yeah, that's it. The sun was in my eyes. It's night. <laughs> now, where did that henchman of yours go? Greg, I, I... I don't know. Did he abandon me? <laughs> it looks like he did. Let's get you downtown so I can start looking for him. You did it, the top-notch tangler. You caught the sinister sexist. I did. She didn't catch me. I made a mistake and got myself caught. <laughs> He's too macho to admit he was nabbed by a girl. But you're a superhero. I know! Top-notch tangling, the top-notch tangler. Thanks. At least someone appreciates my work. We'll take it from here. Marvelous. When the malicious machismo marauders make me in the merry lanes of my magnificent metropolis, I'll mess up their malevolent movements with my monumental, mighty, mighty... Uh, you dropped your mask. Here it is, the top-notch tangler. Don't worry, I didn't see anything. Oh, God, okay. No, no problem. Thank you, um, sir. I'll have to fix that strap. I'll be going. Bye! Well, that was strange. She seemed quite startled. I didn't see her face, did you? No, sir, I sure didn't. I didn't either, but I'm sure she was hideous. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you. 
Huh, well, uh, maybe she's just very protective of her identity. Huh? She does wear a mask, after all. But you'd think that after six years of working together, she'd trust us by now. I don't know, sir. Huh. What did the stalwart savior see that startled her so? Find out next month in the exciting installment of the Top Notch Tangler, Ho Ho... Oh, no. <laughs> It's All Been Done Radio Hour number 14, The Top-Notch Tangler number 2, Signs of the Sexist, starred Samantha Stark as Kimberly Benson, a.k.a. The Top-Notch Tangler, Keith Jackson as Commissioner Carl Darling, Joe Morales as Lieutenant Carson, Dallas Ray as the Sinister Sexist, and Nick Argenbright as Greg. Music by Nathan Haley and Jerome Wetzel. Information about our show, such as tickets, auditions, uh, and how to support our series can be found at itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. So, uh, talk us through the parts of it so we can start to learn. You just did. What well, do you mean? Talk about it. <laughs> like singing with the melodies, so... Um, well, as per your request, you have a soloist, yes. a chorus, yes. and Kim. Yes. So that's three different things I have to do. Yes. <laughs> and where is your page? What am I even 52, looking at? Bottom of fifty-two is where the lyrics. Are. It's, doing it, yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's just in parts, and I don't have I didn't, have, I didn't want to waste paper printing out okay. um, basic stuff. So anyway, so who's that flying through the sky? The top of tangler. Ooh, the top of tangler. Beating senseless, the bad guys. The top of tangler. Ooh, the top of tangler. Uh, hey everybody, I'm on the scene. No. No need anymore to flee or scream. Um, so what I'm going to do is uh, just write a melody to where if you want to sing it, you sing it. And if not, you William Shatner it. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And that's this week's show. Check out all show notes on thesoniccsociety.org for It's All Been Done Radio Hour. And join us next week as we start to get into the Christmas spirit. Until then, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Have a relaxing day, everyone. See ya. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hiya, kids. This is Stinky the Elf coming to you from the North Pole. You know, Santa Claus's workshop, right? Well, I've been asked to convey a special message to you that my boss, Santa Claus, that's right, the jolly old fat guy in the red suit, wants to hear from all the little boys and girls out there. 
Here's an opportunity to tell him your Christmas list and any other special holiday message you got. And on Fridays, starting the day after Thanksgiving, my boss will read your message out loud on a new podcast called Santa's Inbox, exclusively on the Mutual Network. He'll mention your first name only, plus the town you're from, and then read your email out loud so everybody can hear it. Ain't that exciting? Yeah, Sandy told me that he used to read letters from kids on the radio back in the day, but I told him, I'm only 300 years old. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> okay, what else? Oh, yeah, this offer is open to anybody. Kids, grown-ups, the young at heart, anybody who wants to send a special message or a dedication to anybody else. So anyways, start sending Santa Claus your emails now to santas.xmas.inbox at gmail.com. That's S-A-N-T-A-S dot X-M-A-S dot I-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Kids, please ask your folks to send your email for you.